Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hey, beautiful humans. We got Dan here. Hello. And we welcome to the studio for the very first time ever, Maggie Lindemann. There it is. There's no R in there. No, there's not. Everyone always thinks there's an R, but there is not. My brain is lazy, so I assume that it was Linderman because that just makes, it just makes sense. But again, lazy. You, you get me? Yeah, no. Uh, most people actually say an R, which is so random because there's no R in it anywhere, but I don't know. It's fine. Mag- Say it how you want it. Linderman, Mag- Linderman, Linderman. Linderman. There's a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah, what's the worst you've ever heard? Um, Honestly, Linderman's been like the biggest one. Ever yeah. since middle school, it's always been, like elementary school, everyone's always called me Linderman. They just think but, there's an R. Yeah. I don't know. My whole life. It's it's weird. A, it has to be a brain thing. It has to be. I don't know. I mean, it's my last name, so I've never like seen it any other way, but yeah, it must be. I don't know. By the way, we were talking about uh, we have parking outside and people are afraid they're going to get a ticket. Yeah. And people here were almost down to get a ticket and just like, let it be. <laughs> and then I said, we don't want them to get a ticket because, yeah. you know, you're going to look at your giant bill because really, what is a label outside of it being a bank? I mean, they offer a lot of services, yeah. but they give you money to make a record and all the money it costs to promote a record and take people out to dinner. It, it's all attached to your name. Yeah. Are you an independent artist? Uh, no, so I'm signed. I'm signed to 300. Got uh, it. Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah. That's why you got the cheat codes on that pretty girl <laughs> remix. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. By the way, game changing song for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have, we have a lot to dive in here. Friends go. That is the current single. I I I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say I think it's a smash record. Thank you. Those trumpets get me going. Thank you. <sighs> I know, right? They're I've, sick. I've missed it. It's kind of like ska, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying like reggae. No. Yeah, no, it's ska. Definitely and ska. Where, where, what inspired that? So I grew up on like No Doubt. Okay. I love Gwen Stefani. Um, and I also just love rock music. And I don't want to do like full rock. I, I want to stay in the pop realm. So I thought it would be cool to do kind of like a mixture of the two. Um, and I love ska music, so I thought, why not? Mm-hmm. And then the trumpets were just sick, so. Uh, the first record you put out in, tw- uh, in 2015, yep. that goes to number 20 on the alternative song charts. Yeah. So you, would you say you started in the alternative music scene? Um, yeah, I think it's always been pop. I think, um, everything I've done has always been around pop, but I think the stuff I was doing earlier on was a little more alternative, uh, yeah, because Couple of Kids, it's it's pop, but it's alternative and, like, um, things and, uh, yeah, Knock Under Hard. It's all, it was all kind of pop, but a little toned down. I so, yeah, I guess you could say. Well, were, were you going into that, th- those sessions at the very beginning, looking to put this in a genre? Were you creating for any genre or were you just creating to create? Because you wrote that record. It, it's a really beautiful song. Thank you. Uh, I think that I never went in thinking I want to make pop music or I want to make alternative. It was always just I want to make what I think is cool and what I like. And like, as you can see, my sound has changed a lot just throughout time. But uh, yeah, I just kind of make whatever I'm feeling in the in the moment. And I think everything I want to do and do is kind of based around the same elements. And like, I love guitar. I love like um I, love, I just like music that makes you feel. So if that's going to be pop or if that's going to be alternative or rock or whatever it is, like, that's just what I'm going to do. Is As long as it's making me feel something, that's just what really matters. Friends Go. Yes. What, at what stage is the song in? And what lyric stands out to you the most? I don't know. The whole song is just so, like, meaningful to me because I've just been in this situation so many times where I've been with someone that's so terrible for me and my friends are trying to get me out of it. Um, I really like the white jacket, white pills, told me I would feel better, but now you ain't here, will I ever feel better? I really like that because um, just like with me, that's been something that I've, you know, tried to, you know, get into maybe things that weren't so good for me to try to cope with, you know, like losing someone or um, just like being alone. And the, yeah, that line, that line's definitely really impactful for me. It's a clear message there. Yeah. And it's a, in from... Be, just being a listener, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very clear story. 
Yeah. It's this, the way I take it is like friends go, but you kind of keep moving, right? Yeah. It's a part of maturing and an evolution of life. Exactly. Since embarking on this journey, have you found friends ditching you? Have you found the circle around you getting smaller and smaller? Yeah, definitely. I think when I started out, I I just was, I, yeah, I had like a lot of friends. I And I still do have a lot of friends, but it used to be I had this like big circle and I had so many people in the circle and I didn't feel like I had one person that was like my best friend, like super close. It was all, we were friends, but we weren't super close type thing. But now I feel like all my friends are pretty, we're pretty tight. Like I have my really close friends. I I think I have like four friends that I would really consider, you know, my like best friends and I would tell them anything. And I think just with time and especially in this industry, as you grow, you see people switch up or you see people leave or not be able to handle it or just not want to be your friend for the right reasons. So yeah, it's weird, but I have good friends. That last one's like a hard one. Yeah. You know, not being your friend for the right reasons, because yeah. I've been in that situation a few times. It's really hard to tell. It is. I mean, because you don't want to assume someone's being your friend for, you know, a wrong reason. Exactly. And when you find out they are, it sucks. Such a bad feeling. And, and Sometimes it takes a while until yeah. you actually figure it out. Yeah. And then there's been moments in my life where I've had other friends warning me. And I refuse to see it because I hope for the best. Exactly. And it doesn't yeah. really turn out that great. I know. And it's always just a, uh, I don't know. I feel like I just want to see the good in people all the time. So when someone wrongs me like that, it's just, it hits. It hurts. It and, and it's hard to, for, is it hard to forgive? I feel like I'm really forgiving. I I like to forgive people. I don't like to hold a grudge, but I forgive, but I don't forget that's how you learn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's okay to like, we're cool now. Yeah. We're cool. We don't have to be like best friends anymore, but we're cool. And you're going to be aware for the next time. Yeah. Like I, I see you now. I see you. <laughs> Knowledge is power. Yeah. Uh, By the way, trumpets in this record, I'll say it again. Sick. Thank when, you. When you decide to play guitar on this, are you nervous? Yeah. I think I was a little bit nervous just because I've been playing and you know in sessions and um you play on tour yeah i play on tour but that this tour was the first time i've played on tour so i was i was definitely nervous uh i just i don't know i i get nervous about literally everything when i perform but yeah i was definitely nervous but really excited because i just love guitar and it's just sick and it was really fun it was really really fun to play but how'd you know you were ready because you've been learning, right? Were you taking lessons, teaching yourself? Yeah, so I've, I mean, I've been playing in sessions for a while, uh, just because that's how we start our songs. We'll, like, you know, lay it down on um, a guitar or a piano. And so I've been playing, but it was my first time to actually do it live. And I get, like, you know, I can't mess up live. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was, like, really nervous, but uh, I don't know. No, I, I didn't. I didn't know I was ready. I just was ready to, I don't know. It's like weird because you never know if you're like fully ready. But I feel like I just just went for it and it, it, it went well. Why was it important for you to learn guitar? Uh, I just think that guitar is sick. I don't know. I think it's a really sick instrument. And I've always looked up to people that play guitar and um some of my favorite artists you know were like rockers like courtney love i love her and she played guitar and like blink 182 they played guitar and i just always thought it was such a cool element to see and to have and i i want like i wanted to be that those are like my idols so i want to be like that does it help you creatively in that studio oh yeah it's it's just easier because once you can play an instrument you can lay things down you don't need Um, Because for me, when I'm writing songs, I need something to kind of direct the writing. I can't just like write like I need some kind of beat or some kind of, you know, so with guitar, it's it's nice because I can just play something. And then with that, I can add lyrics. And do you want like a melody or instruments first before you write or will you start with a, a lyric and then set it to something? So I start with an idea first. So it's always like an idea I have. And then from there on the guitar, we'll play something. Um, And then that's when the melodies and the harmonies and the lyrics come.
And you set everything else in. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I don't know. The guitar is a, it's a fascinating instrument because it's also the sexiest instrument. Yeah. Next to the saxophone, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Are those live trumpets on Friends Go? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. I feel like we're not getting enough live instruments anymore. I know. We need more of it. Hey, beautiful human, I'm really sorry for the interruption, but there are three things that every homeowner wants their home to be. Smart, safer, and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert has you covered with all three? First, meet your family's new best friend, the One Link Safe and Sound, a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa's in there too. It's all in one, it's super sleek, it's built with first alert safety technology, and it provides an immersive, great sound experience. The safe and sound, it elevates any home, but it does get better. One Link by First Alert also offers the One Link Smart Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm. This thing works with the One Link Safe and Sound. The device is easy to install and it protects you against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or CO is detected in your home, don't worry. The Smart Alarm is going to notify you via exclusive voice and location technology. It's going to send a notification right to your smartphone. This is what you want if you own a home or even if you rent a home. Come on. Whether you're home or away, a smart home should always start with smart protection. And it's all by one link by First Alert. They're welcoming you to a smarter, safer home. Visit onelink.firstalert.com for more information. Back to the interview. I'm sorry. Zach Sancho. You have 26 tattoos on your body? That's, uh, that's something I, like that. I just I got a new one. What, which one? Uh, I got a butterfly. What does it mean? Ooh, that's pretty. Thank you. It's still healing, so it's all gross and cracked. But uh, my best friend was just like, hey, we should go get tattoos. And I was like, cool. It's like, how about a butterfly? So I was like, cool. I wish I was like that. I'm so <laughs> afraid to get tattoos. Really? I just don't want something stuck on me. Like, I wish I could just go and get one. Yeah. You don't ever think you're going to, like, regret one of the ones you made randomly? Uh, So I think about that sometimes. But... <laughs> I don't know. I don't really regret any. Sometimes I look at them and I'm like, dang, I wish I got a different one in that place or I wish I got something cooler. But I don't regret any. And if I did, I would just get it removed. Well, that's true. Yeah, it would hurt, but I'll do it. Have you started getting more tattoos since this musical journey began? Yes. So when I started making music, I was only 16, so I didn't have any. <laughs> uh, but I got my first one when I was 17. And then, yeah, I can't stop. They're really addicting. What? Well, my sister is the exact same way. <laughs> she is 22 years old and tatting herself up like nobody's business. Yeah. The only problem is sister does not have the money to keep bankrolling these tats. Yeah, they're expensive. Uh, yeah, and eventually th- she's going to need to go so cheap that they're going to look like crap. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm freaking out. Yeah. What is it? What 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 is the high attached to? I don't know. It's so weird because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't hurt in some places but it's just I don't know it's a it's a way to express yourself also which I feel like I just always like to express myself in different ways music art tattoos whatever so I'm just always thinking of ideas and I just want to get it and then I think just having it on you and seeing art on your body all the time is just really cool which makes me want to get more and more when did you know you were going to become an artist I've ever since I was little wanted to be an artist like I would have my you know fake microphone in the mirror singing and stuff and putting on performances for my parents but I think I really thought it could happen when I was like 16 because my manager reached out now my manager he reached out and saw a singing video of me online and wanted to bring me into the studio and hear me and meet with me and I think that's the moment I realized oh my oh my god this is this is real this is happening this could be something yeah so even before you even when you were contemplating putting those videos up on YouTube what was your motivation because it was Keek right it was Instagram by the way like the fact that I'm sitting in front of a Keek star is (laughs) two words I never thought I'd ever use together oh my god um what was that motivation to even get those videos out there It was, well, I just like to sing, and I was really shy. Not, okay, I was really outgoing in school, but I was really shy in the fact that I didn't want to sing in front of people, and I was nervous to, like, act, or I was nervous to sing. I was nervous to just do what I wanted because 
in Texas, that doesn't really, it doesn't really happen. Like, you don't think it's going to happen. So it was just one of those things. I was like, oh, I like to sing, but like, I don't know if I'm good and I don't know if anyone will like it. So let me just post on Keek where no one's actually seeing me, you know, like at school yeah, or, I get it. you know, no one can, no one knows. So I just thought it would be cool to do that. And then people started, you know, telling me to post more and that I was actually good, which gave me confidence to do more and more because I wanted to do like, you know, all that stuff but I was just so nervous that I I was so unsure of myself that I just didn't but I understand why the phone is the place right because it's yeah. an audience without it being an actual exactly audience. you can't see people yeah you can't so, see people judging you yeah you just put it out there and then they judge exactly you did, can't see it so it's fine did you want kids at your school to find those videos no I was so nervous about that when people started asking me about Stuff like that and started talking to me about, like, my Instagram and my Tumblr and all that. It made me so, feel so weird. It's like they saw, they were seeing another side of me that I didn't want them to see. And, like, my life that wasn't school. Because in school, I wasn't cool. I was, like, pretty weird. Like, I didn't have that many friends. So, it was kind of my outlet to be myself and where I could meet people and, you know, like, feel comfortable and, yeah. Were you your real self in school and online? Was it the same version of you? The same you? No. So online, it was definitely me. That was actually me, actually what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to look. And then at school was just get through it. It was really just get through it and just as best as I could. And I was myself. Like if someone talked to me, you know, I was like, oh, hi. like, But I wasn't, you know, doing the same. I don't know. I, I totally wasn't the get same it. person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I get it. I, yeah. I started my radio show when I was in high school, and it was very hard oh, wow. to just, like, navigate yeah. with kids. Like, you're, I don't know. I was, like, such a reserved yeah. shell of my being in school. Like, I yeah. just didn't want to talk to anybody. I was just, I was, like, really doing work on my phone all day. Mm-hmm. Not even schoolwork. It was so, yeah. And, like, then I was watching all these kids, like, taking notes on them. Yeah. When was the first time you wrote, a, uh, like, a song? So I used to do poetry. Uh, when I was younger I I loved poetry I wrote a lot so I think that I probably wrote like my first poetry slash song when I was maybe in middle school elementary school it was pretty young oh wow Uh, but I didn't start putting it together into like making music music till like way later on because I didn't know how to like structure and I didn't know how to I didn't know how to do all that but I knew how to write poetry so I would do that and then I thought oh like this would sound cool or like this would be cool but yeah it wasn't until later that I actually made music out of it how'd you figure out structure who taught you that it came way later I think like when I was actually like in the studio and I started doing like vocal lessons and I started doing like the actual music stuff is when I I would watch people and I would like kind of learn and I had friends that would make music and I would just kind of like study it from them and it's definitely hard like songwriting's not easy like knocking on your heart yeah I would love to hear how that record started like yeah was it was it did it start as clean as we hear it today no no song no song starts that clean but no I it start like I said, it always starts as, like, um, something will get laid down, like, on a, whether it's, like, piano or guitar, and then from there, we'll start writing the words, and I was just, like, young, really young, and in, like, a weird place, and I was, like, heartbroken, and I just came to LA, and um, I just, yeah, I was just so young and, like, heartbroken, and, yeah, it was all over the place, though. Are you ever amazed that your manager found you and you're now here from Texas? You oh, just yeah. went on the Sprinty Carpenter tour. Yeah. Pretty Girl is a pretty big record. Yeah. Really a life-changing record. Oh, yeah. We could say that, right? Oh, yeah. The, Definitely. Tangibly, how does your life change after that song hits? I got really busy, which <laughs> I've been busy, but not like that. I was traveling a lot and I was um, I was doing like shows, which I I'd never done like a lot of live stuff before Pretty Girl. So it was uh, it was different. I had to learn how to like, you know, be in front of a crowd because I'm 
I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't really dance. So I just kind of didn't know how to be. And it was, I don't know, life definitely changed. I started getting more people that, you know, wanted to be my friends and more people that were hitting me up about music and wanting to make music. And uh, it was definitely just a different lifestyle really quick. I just had to grow up too. I think I was like 17, just turned 18. So I, I just had to live different. Overwhelming. Yeah. Are you par- so grateful though? Are your parents with you at no, this time? They're not. They're in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't answer your manager's message. Well, we didn't at first. That's the funny thing, cause my, cause my parents thought, oh, she's been through so much. You know, we, she's gonna be so heartbroken if it doesn't work out for her. So they were like, oh, let's just not respond. So they didn't respond, and they actually didn't even tell me about the email for a while. Then he emailed again. And they were like, all right, we'll, tr- we'll try it out. So we went to L.A. and uh, met with them. And then it's been been crazy since. Crazy that your parents just let you, like. Yeah. Well, I, so I moved to L.A. when I was 16 by myself without my parents. Did you have to convince <laughs> your parents to let you go? Were they more than willing? It was, at first it was like, please let me go. Like, come on, guys. Look at this opportunity. This is crazy. I'm 16 and, like, this could be my life. And they were kind of hesitant about it, but ultimately they're really, really supportive and they just wanted me to do what I wanted to do and they know how much I love to sing and how I've always really wanted this. So they, yeah, they were pretty supportive of it. But they could have easily handed you off to, like, some weirdo or something. Like, you have no idea. L.A. is a scary place. It is. Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Do you feel like you grow up almost instantly at 16 when you're thrown into L.A. on your own? Yeah. I had to do things that I'd, I've never even thought of doing, like paying my bills when I'm 16, <laughs> like finding ways to make money, like pay. And it, it was crazy. Like I was doing um, like deal, like brand deals. Like I did something with like McDonald's. I was like 16, <laughs> like paying my bills. So weird. And just things like going to the grocery store and – like when I run out of toothpaste or I'm out of toilet paper, it's like I you. can't just tell my parents, hey, guys, like, can you guys go get me some? No, I had to get up and do it myself. And it was weird. Life definitely changed really quick. Do you have a big following on Instagram when you moved to L.A. on your own? Yeah, I had maybe a million oh, wow. by then. Yeah. That's, that's hefty. Yeah. Yeah, it helped. What does Instagram mean to you? Like, what role does it play in your life? Uh, I love Instagram. I think it's really cool because I can interact with fans. And also, I it's just a way I can, like, put myself out there and people can see me. And I, I really enjoy Instagram, actually. I post a lot. <laughs> I like to post. I like to interact. Um, but it's all sides of you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not all me. Like, it's not my full... Because I'm not showing my personality and like my you know crazy side or like my funny side I'm just kind of posting like oh I look good here like let me post this or oh I just performed let me show you this so it's def- Instagram's definitely like one aspect of your life it's not the whole thing do you feel like you need to show all aspects through it I try to but it's kind of hard because just when I'm being goofy or like you know have my personality showing I'm not like out my phone's not out I'm not like recording myself like it's just you know what happens in my life but I think it's it's important to show that and I try to show that but I wish I did a little bit more but again I don't have my phone out when I'm just living yeah when you're actually living an authentic life yeah nobody's filming you exactly because once the phone comes out it feels like forced everything changes yeah do you feel like people treat you differently because of your looks yeah in which Definitely. ways? Uh, I think it kind of flips. Sometimes people aren't, don't take me as serious because they're like, oh, she's pretty. Like, she's probably dumb or she doesn't know what she's talking about. Or, um, But then also it can be, people can be nicer to me and like want to be my friend or like want to know more about me and stuff and because I, of my looks without even knowing my personality or anything. So I think it kind of switches sometimes, but... Yeah, it's definitely been a problem for me in in music because I did start on social media. So it's like, oh, she's pretty. She was on social media and now she wants to be a musician. Like, it's not real. But I don't know. I've tried to prove myself. but Yeah, you have yeah. to, right? Yeah, I mean, you do. 
Especially because I'm young, too. It's just another thing on top of it. Is that what you try to do with, like, your own style and how you do things? Because I'm sure some people could be like, hey, just be this pop girl and you could do this and take over the world. Yeah, it's... Yeah, with Pretty Girl, that's... It it was, like, um, more pop and it was more of, like, oh, you know, like, I'm I'm a young pop girl and, you know, bubblegum, whatever. And I feel like it was me in that moment, but it's not me now. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I'm, my styles, I'm a little darker. Like, I like to wear dark stuff. I like to listen to, like, metal. And um, I'm definitely not the, like, pop girl. I, I would say I'm more, like, anti, anti-pop. anti I like to, I don't know, just be a little darker. But it's definitely hard sometimes because I know, like, oh, this is what works. But it's like, oh, but this is who I really am. So And that's the balance. Yeah. Do but- pretty people see a pretty person when they look in the mirror? Like... Like, when you look in the mirror, do you see a pretty person? Um, I, I mean, I yeah, I, like, I think I'm good-looking. I don't... Yeah, I mean, some days I think I look bad, but, like, I, I don't know. I've come to terms with, like, how I look. Because I, I used to not think I was very pretty, but now I'm... I don't think I'm ugly. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was just asking. Okay. I, just, I just wondering if... Like, it, it's what pretty girl seems to be about. Yeah, I'm just like just I just didn't know if people treated you differently. Yeah, yeah, people definitely do. But I mean, I'm not gonna like sit here and complain like ah, I hate being pretty. Like no, it's fine. Pretty girl has a deep meaning. No, it does. Yeah, I think deeper than a lot of people thought at first. Yeah, because when you first see pretty girl and then you see me, you're like, oh okay, like wow, she's complaining that she's pretty or she's but no, like, but no, it's if you listen to the song, you'll notice it's not that. You wrote on that record, Sasha Sloan was also on it. Yeah. Was that done fresh in the room, or did it come to you in any sort of, like, seed? Yeah, so it's literally based on, like, my Instagram life and, like, me being on social media and me putting out those songs that I put out before Pretty Girl and people being like, oh, is this real? Is, you know, she just doing this because she's bored and so the idea came from me being like i'm more than this like a girl on instagram please take me serious like i have struggles you know i have a family i have a life i'm not just this person you see on instagram so yeah it literally came from all of that and then we just made made pretty girl and uh, it it was so like literally hit the nail on the head with that one because it was so it was so perfect. It was exactly what I wanted to say and at the perfect time and uh, yeah. It, it was the right song of yours to be a hit. Yeah. It's a meaningful definitely. story. Yeah, it to is. To have as a hit song. Yeah, I'm really yeah, I'm really grateful for that song. It, it means a lot to me. It's a real introduction. Yeah. So, okay. The the pretty girl thing I think is crazy because it is a smash record. I think it's going to be played for a very long time. Yeah. Did you expect that at all? When it was done? No, I was actually pretty nervous to release it at first because I felt like it was really honest and I felt like I didn't want people to get the wrong idea of it, that I was complaining or that I was like ungrateful or anything like that. So I was a little nervous at first, but I knew it was a really good song, I but I didn't know that it was going to go as crazy as it did because it definitely, like when you think... When I think 500 million, or I think million streams, like, I'm not, like, that's so many. Like, that's so crazy. And it's, like, I don't know. It's it's definitely not something I thought was going to go like that, but I'm very grateful that it did. How does your creative process change between Pretty Girl and Obsessed and, you know, there's a lot of records that come after that, right? So yeah. we have Obsessed that comes after that. We obviously have Friends Go. We have I Would. What's the biggest? Would I? I, I'm sorry. Would (laughs) I? What's the biggest difference? How does it change? Um, I think it's based on just like the feelings I feel and the how I am in that moment, or like because my songs are always changing in meaning and in like just style and everything. So, like my older songs I was really young and I was just going through a lot of heartbreak and what felt like it was like the end of the world because I'm young and it was like 
you know, relationships. That's all I want. I just want to be loved type thing. So it was mostly just that and that and that time. And then since then, I've been dealing with, you know, more real things, things that are like in the real world. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think just with time, I've just changed, like my mind has changed and things I'm going through change. So the styles have just really changed. If all of my friends wanted to jump, would I? Would I? If I could feel nothing, if I could feel numb, would I? If I could forget you with all the, without all the drugs, could I? That's some powerful stuff. Yeah. Thank you. How does this record even come to be? And are you, what kind of reflection are you doing? So I was, this record came to be when I was in a really, really dark place. I was, it was last, not this winter, but last winter, I was just going through it. I was just having a really hard time. Um, like just really struggling and I only knew how to take it out in my music because that's like my diary. That's my, um, that's how I let my feelings out. So yeah, I was just, I was just in a really dark place and what I definitely helped me a lot get that out, but I just felt like I needed to share that part cause I've shared the good parts and i I tried to like not really share that. So with what I was me like word vomiting all my feelings out. Do you heal from making this song? Yeah, I think it definitely helped me heal a lot. Uh, Before it came out, I mean, we had the song for like a year before it came out because I just never felt like it was the right time to release it. Um, And I was like also just really nervous to release it because it is so deep and I didn't know how people were going to take it. But I listened to it every day until it came out, like literally every day. And I, it's, it's definitely like one of the favorite, my favorite songs I've ever done. And it just, it really helped me. I just felt like I could relate to it so much. So when I put it out and other people were telling me how much it meant to them, it was such a like surreal moment. So at what, at what part do you heal? Is it the creation of the record? Is it the listening to it every day? Or is it the physical like putting it out into the public uh i think writing it helps a lot but when you're it's basically like a therapy session because you're just giving all of this information and it kind of can be a lot in that moment because you're you're bringing everything up that you're going through so in the moment it's kind of hard but i think afterwards once you see the song and it's amazing and it's like exactly how you wanted it that's a really great moment and then to be able to listen to it for as long as i was able to before it came out and just have that to myself was it definitely helped a lot it i think that that's the the part that really helped me heal the most listening to it yeah do you, I mean, do you learn new things about yourself? Do you keep picking up notes on the, the song with every listen? Yeah. Is it like a reminder? Uh, it's, it's definitely a reminder, but I think it's not a negative reminder. It's more of this is what I was going through and this is where I am now. And I'm so much better than that now. And I'm not in that headspace anymore. And it, I feel like it also kind of keeps me up a little bit because it does bring me back to this really dark place that I just know I don't want to be in again. And, uh, yeah, it, it definitely helps. It helps me a lot. What were you going through? Oh, my gosh, so much. Uh, just really bad depression. I get really bad seasonal depression. So I was really just depressed. And um, I had a friend pass away, which was really hard, too. And I was just I was just in a really dark place. And, like, drugs and all that, just it's not, it's not good. It's not a good mix. Can I ask what season sparks the depression the most? Yeah, winter. Will you create in that season or do, what do you do? Yeah, I Yeah, I just I don't know what it is about winter time, but it just gets me in this really weird headspace, but It's gray, it's cold. It's cold. It's There's a thousand things that's sad about it. Yeah, and there's and it's a time that families usually come together too, and I'm really close with my family, but like I don't know. I just, it's, I don't know. I just, it's always been really hard for me. So I'm able to create still and I'm, I'm still, 
I feel like actually when I'm really depressed, I create even better because I have so much on my mind and so much I want to talk about, but it's just always really sad. And I don't always want to make really sad music because I'm not, I'm not always sad, you know, I'm like happy. So I don't want to just make it about all the sad things in my life. I want to have those positive things too. Do your thing when inspiration hits, but then you sit on records. Like you sat on, would I for a year? Yeah. You got, you got the power. By the way, yeah. <laughs> the, the meaning of the record doesn't change. And the yeah. relevancy of it is just as important the day it was released than it was a year ago or two mm-hmm. years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Human, another great record. Are you questioning you? Are you asking if you're a human? Uh, no. Uh, it's more of like I don't feel human. And not in a way it's like I feel like an alien or something like that. Because I, I feel like a human. But You've got 30 missed calls. Yeah. You're staying another night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not about, yeah, it's it's me feeling like I'm just, I don't feel like I relate to people. I don't feel like people understand me, and I don't feel like, I feel like I have all these problems. Because Human was written at the same time as what I, like the same exact time. So By the way, both in the winter, right? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, and it also has like a spooky vibe, and I was just like, I was in it. But, uh, yeah, it was just about not feeling like I was human. Like, I'm so out of my mind and I'm so, like, no one can relate to me and understands me. You only talk to walls. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to walls. I was out of it. Where are we at now? Do you feel like people understand you? Yeah. I'm good now. <laughs> I, I'm i a lot better. I, uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like people get me now. And especially putting those two songs out and people being like, Oh, like me too. I feel that. I can relate to you. That made me feel way better. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not alone. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. We're all way more alike than we are different. Yeah. And we go through the same shit. Mm-hmm. Has LA changed you? Yeah, I think so. I think I have a. Because when I lived in Texas, I was really. I liked, um, you know, like I rode horses and I did like rodeos wow. and. I did a lot of sports and was really like active and I feel like now I just like it's just music I just sit in my house and I just like make music all the time like I don't go outside and which is cool because I love making music and that's like what I do but it's just different because I'm not as social I'm not as like socially active and I don't go out and I don't know it's just it's different I feel like I'm a lot more closed off than I used to be and um I feel like I also have like weird trust issues now just because LA is so has so many people that aren't genuine and I just always have this guard up because you just never know. That's a hard guard to have when you're dealing with people from home whether that's friends or family. Yeah. But it doesn't really go away. Yeah. No it doesn't. It's it's weird. Yeah I feel like LA is just this weird. It's it's awesome but it's weird and the people are just you never know with them. Yeah. You really don't? Yeah. That's you, why. You ever think you'd be happier if living back in Texas, doing what you used to do? Still being able to make music, though? Um, Still being able to make music? Maybe. But so when I lived in Dallas, I hated it. I hated Dallas. When we moved, I was so happy. Uh, so the new place that my family lives now, I, I really liked. I enjoyed it a lot. And the people were just really nice to me. And... I felt way more accepted. So I think maybe if I was, if I like got to finish school, like in an actual school and still be able to make music and stuff, I don't know. I think my life would be way different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have been able to find myself though, because where my family lives now, it's very reserved and um, everyone kind of just does the same thing. And I feel like I might have fallen into that and I wouldn't have been able to really find myself. So I'm glad I'm glad I moved and I'm glad I got to experience life in a new way. We might not be speaking right now. Yeah. If you didn't come to L.A. Exactly. What do your parents think about everything? They're really proud. They're really, really supportive of me. And they've always they've always been of everything I do. Just really supportive and always trying to do their best to make whatever like. I don't know. They're always, they just do their best at all, whatever I do. They just want me to be happy. So they've been really amazing. Any part of them surprised or do they know? I think they're surprised. I think that, 
I don't know. I've never asked them how they really feel about it. But I think they're surprised. They're just really happy. And anytime anything happens, like literally anything, they'll text me like, oh my gosh, did you see this? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, your song got this many... Str-. Like, they're yeah. so on top of it. They're like my biggest fans. Are, are you surprised by your success? Yeah, I'm really surprised. I just never thought it would happen to me, I guess. I always knew that I wasn't going to like do the college thing and you know like work in an office and stuff like that like I always had this feeling but I never knew that I was gonna be like where I am today definitely not do you feel like you just need to make music to survive so if the fame side of it went away and you just had to you you, you wrote to wrote you wrote to write right yeah. and just to get it out mm-hmm. would, are you okay with that yeah I didn't I mean I didn't start out thinking like oh you know like I'm doing this to be famous. Like, I just wanted to do it. I just like music. I like making music. I like writing. I like performing. Yeah, I just wanted to do it. And it's just a really good way to express myself. And I feel like... I feel like it's been the best coping mechanism for my life. um, That I've... uh, Because people always ask me, like, oh, how do you cope with this? And it's, like, literally music. That's all I know how to do to deal with my problems so yeah i would i would be perfectly fine just making music for myself obsessed probably my favorite record of yours Mm, thanks mainly because i love the lyrics yeah (laughs) hey get a table for two your ego and you are you singing to someone yeah yeah who who are you (laughs) singing to uh my ex oh got it yeah did you play this record for him? No. Does he but know? But I feel like he knows. You really go into some vivid detail into those in, in the lyrics. Yeah. You describe a, a man. Yes. Um, it's a good song. Thank you. Have you had to uh, keep your ego in check? <laughs> um, no. Never? Maybe a few times. But never in like a crazy way. You Just are Maggie Lindemann. Yeah. Singer of Pretty Girl. Yes. World-renowned hit record. That's never been a thing, though, for me. I've never thought, like, oh, well, I, you know, I am this, blah, blah, blah. Like, Do I'm, you know who I am? I'm Maggie Lundeman. Like, I've never <laughs> thought that. I think the only time I've had, like, an ego is maybe, like, if I'm at a party and, like, I see this person that I like and they're with someone else and I'll be like, well, I'm better. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> but it's never been like, oh, well, I'm so successful. Like, I've never thought that. Got no. It. It's more of just, like me pinning myself against other people because I'm jealous type vibe. We all do it. <laughs> yeah. Did this ex, did this happen with this ex that you're seeing to and obsessed? Did you see this person with somebody else? Yeah. It hurt my feelings. So I was like, okay. I'm so much better than her. Yeah. I don't even know her. But I. <laughs> but you I know just, you're better. But I know I'm better. Like, come on, look at all my good qualities. Like, <laughs> You, start, know? you just start listing them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm this, 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 this. Like, come on. Is uh, this X the one that pops up when I type in Maggie Lindemann X? Oh, God, no. It's not? No. I hope not. No, no, it's not. Probably not. Don't. There was... Brennan, <laughs> Brennan Taylor? Oh, my gosh. Are you... Um, no. Different one. <laughs> I've met that Brennan Taylor out before. Oh, really? Oh, he's he's a character. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. He's he, funny. <laughs> that's one way to describe him. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> friends go. Just remember that, everybody. <laughs> friends go. I think you got a hit record here, man. Thank you. What do you think is missing in music today? What do you want to hear more of? I want to hear more people talking about real stuff. Like, I want to hear more about some like genuine deep stuff because I feel like a lot of people like to talk about like boys and girls and like I don't know I miss the the deep genuine stuff even if it's like dark like I want that I want all that um and just more originality like Billie Eilish to me is one of the coolest people right like artists right now she's so genuine and she talks about like everything so eloquently and, yeah yeah so like beautifully she's talking about like really deep dark stuff but like in this beautiful 
boys. And she wears the Louis Vuitton mask. And she wears like sick <laughs> outfits. Like she's so, no one's like her. No. It's awesome. There's, yeah, there's clearly only one Billie Eilish. Yeah, and I love that. But I love that. That's just leading with authenticity, right? If yeah. you just be yourself. Yeah, I just, I just love when I see someone that's super authentic with like no care. Like I don't, they don't care if who's judging or like who's watching or just themselves. Do you feel like you're there too? Uh, I feel like I'm close. I still, I still get kind of nervous sometimes. Like I get, I don't feel like I my full full self all the time just because I still have this fear of being judged a little bit but I feel like for the most part I'm pretty myself what 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 do you think will bring you there is it confidence is it yeah I think it's confidence I think I have good confidence but I don't think it's fully there yet I understand that yeah are you confident on stage uh it depends I think yeah and no because sometimes I feel kind of insecure if, like, a crowd isn't super hype. And that makes me think I'm doing something wrong. But for the most part, I'm pretty... I just have fun on stage. I don't even, like, know what I'm doing. It just all leaves my mind. I'm just singing. So. <laughs> Wasn't it hard? Like, on those last tour, isn't it... The crowd is Sabrina's crowd. So is it hard to get yeah. them to connect to what you're doing? Uh, It can be. It wasn't... Her crowd was actually really, really good. Her fans are really awesome. So, uh... That was pretty good, but I think sometimes just getting, yeah, just getting them to interact and, like, if I'm like, hey, you guys, how are you guys doing tonight? Are you guys excited to be here? And they're not, like, screaming the loudest. I'm like, it makes me feel like, ah, dang, like, I'm just not doing well. But it's really just, you know, it's just something you have to power through. Mm -hmm. But, no, her crowd's been really good. They were really amazing. By the way, in those situations, it's most likely not even you, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is something I have to remind myself because they're not trying to, like, not be into it. Because also, modern day, people are just, like, standing there and recording. People aren't really, like, (laughs) yeah, you know? Very few people dance anymore at concerts. I know. I hate it. I love to dance at concerts. So when I see people nod, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I would be dancing. So maybe they don't like me, but it's just... No. They, they rather document it and show exactly. it to their friend. Exactly. And then I see so many videos like on Instagram of them tagging me and I'm like, oh, they liked it. <laughs> That's cool. everybody who ignored you when you yeah. said, are you ready to have fun tonight? Yeah, they're just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Documenting it's fine. for later. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I-, I went to a Jonas Brothers concert fairly recently and they took everybody's phones. No way. The crowd was hype. It was awesome. No everybody way. was into it. That's a good idea. Not a single phone in the place. Putting a phone. I loved right. it. What do you listen to? On, like when you're by yourself? Uh, I like like metal music. Um, I also like like, like punk metal. Um, I also like like Janae Aiko. Okay. Um, I really love her. I listen to her like every day. Uh, like Rico Nasty, Alec Benjamin. Woo. Yeah, I, I listen to like literally all kinds of music. It It really depends on the mood and my outfit. I've realized <laughs> whatever I'm wearing that day, it can put me in a mood. Like it can really get me into this like a different place i don't know it's weird do you know your alec benjamin outfit yeah that's when i'm feeling like artsy and like um flowery and like i want to go lay in the sun i like that yeah because it's like sad but it's also like cute and like happy you know (laughs) it's really it's kind of disturbing in that way yeah i love it i'm obsessed you mentioned it earlier but all the songs you're releasing now they do have a different sound from each other yeah are you putting together, like, a full album, and do you know how that's going to sound, or is it all going to be, like, kind of everywhere? Yeah, so I'm working on a bigger project. Uh, it's not going to all sound the exact same. I think it's going to—it's all going to sound, like, in the same realm. Like, there's always going to be guitar. Um, that's, like, the key element in all my songs. But, no, I feel like—because some songs will sound like Would I, but some songs will sound like Friends Go, and some songs may sound like— pretty girl like who knows uh but yeah it's it's all gonna sound different but it's all gonna live in the same area if that makes sense will you be the one playing guitar on the album yes giddy up yeah <laughs> giddy up <laughs> yeah do we have a date not yet but before the end of the year wow how many records do you have done that you're confident in uh a lot like eight or something okay yeah, we have a lot of a lot of stuff. I'm just so indecisive when it comes to, like, putting stuff out because I'm just like, oh, no, 
I want this one first or I want this one first. Or, oh my gosh, like I've had a change of heart. Like I, I'm not feeling like that one anymore. So I don't want that to come out yet. So it just, I'm just all over the place. I'm such a like weird perfectionist. Are you telling a full story with this album so far? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I all of the songs are pretty meaningful to me. They're all, yeah, they're pretty, not deep, but they're just like really genuine to what's actually going on in my life. So it's definitely going to, tell like my what my life's been like in the past few years are you still writing for this album yeah so it's not closed it's not done but it's getting there wow yeah maggie lindeman wait i had another question what's it like living with ricky (laughs) with ricky oh my god uh it's who's ricky have you ever seen the guy on instagram who's very how would you describe him he's like the one who does those like dancing things but whole like motivational he's like preaching yeah the preacher boy you you've definitely seen them they're everywhere yeah he's like a little viral little boy okay i'll I'll look keep going um he's the best he's been my best friend for like five years now he's he literally like how he is on instagram is exactly how he is in person so it's it's really fun we there's never (laughs) a dull moment in our house yeah, I would assume not. What's yeah. his last name? Or does he just go Thompson. by R- Ricky Thompson? Yeah. Does, he, does he film those in the house when you're there? Do you hear yeah, him upstairs? Yeah, and I hear him because <laughs> the room he films in is across from my room because he has his room and then he has his, like, closet. So um, it's across from my room, and I hear it every, <laughs> every time. And it's so funny because he won't let me watch. I'll, like, walk in. I'm just like, and he's like, can you get out? Like, I don't want you to watch this. He He's won't like, let you watch, but no. he'll put it on the internet for yeah. millions and but millions But he hates of when I watch them in front of him, too. So okay. does he, like, tell you if your music's good or not? Do you show him before? Yeah. Yeah, he tells me. Okay. Like, I don't know about this one. Really? Yeah. He's very honest with me. But um, he's yeah. liked everything I've done so far. There's been, like, two songs. He was like, I don't know about that one, but. Oh, my God. He's eating dinner with Adele? Yeah, right? Wow. Who, who is he? Right? I don't know. He's friends with her. They're friends. It's what? weird. <laughs> I don't know. Who is, like, where I'm is like, he from? Hey, can I come next time? Have you never seen one of these videos? No. Really? Yeah, and I, I, I thought I was a connected person. Wow. Well, now I'm in, so. Yeah, he's great. You just got Ricky Thompson a new follower. I'm no Adele, <laughs> but I'm in. Cool. Maggie Lindemann, cool. thanks for hanging out. Yeah, of course. Are you good? Uh, I just want to know how to pronounce their clothing company name. Oh, Swix. Swix. Yeah. Okay, got it. Swix. I just didn't know if like, the, the X's were silent, if the Z was pronounced. No, more. literally no one knows how to pronounce it. Don't worry. Swix. It's Swix. I made it up in my head, okay. so no one knows. Gotcha. Yeah. You should put it phonetically so people know. All right. Swix. Swix. Maggie Lindemann, everybody. Right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.